Hi, this is Brian of the 2022 Mega Bowl Champion Skybusters, and you are listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix with Josh and Gar. It is October 4th, 2022, 8 p.m. sharp, Tuesday night. It's already fucking pitch black outside. Podcast number 112, episode, I don't know, like 16 or something of season 5, something like that. But hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I'm one of the hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined, as always, by our other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Josh, say hi to the folks out there. Hi, folks. Nailed it. Uh, we got the Discord. You can leave us voice messages. You guys get the deal by now. Segment start times down in the description below. Levi Oki, thank you for being so beautiful. Uh, Josh, how are we doing today, pal? Sure, and how are you, Gar? Uh, I'd say I'm doing pretty good. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about it being completely pitch black outside. Also woke up randomly early at like 4.45 and couldn't fall back asleep, but then took like a little nap around like 4, so that was good. Just like a little 30-minute spell, but... Other than that, yeah, I'm not ready for it to be fall like this yet. I want I want some daylight, yeah. please. The outside matches my inside. Oh no, Josh, what's going on with you, buddy? You want to <laughs> no. talk about it? We no. Turn this into Josh's uh, therapy. Asher Asher's been getting a little bit of that uh, sleep regression, so he's starting to fight bedtime a little bit harder, and he's learned that fighting bedtime harder means screaming louder. And uh, so last night he he was. Um, as I texted, I texted you um, prior to the show um, that he was being a wah wah face, yep. and that's kind of how it's been the last few nights. Is just wah 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 yep. all night long. Um, thankfully, I don't hear him now, and he has been quiet for a while. So either he uh, ripped that vocal cord or he's uh, he's sleeping. But uh, that bottle of whiskey um, really did its job, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, that's where it's all gone. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's. It's it's not that big of a deal. I agree. I'm not a big fan of it being dark at this point in time. Um, just because that means when I am in the office my one day a week, it means I'm going to be driving in in the dark and driving home in the dark. And it's just kind of like a, oh, you poor I thing, guess. dude. Yep. But yeah, that's enough about me. How are you, Gar? <laughs> I, already, I already went over me. I'm doing good. Um, yeah, I mean, so just I just wanted to clarify one thing. You said Asher's currently in a fight with bedtime. Everyone knows Josh in a fight. There's a fucking winner, and there's a loser. Is Asher a winner? Is Asher winning the fight? I would say he is until, you know, until sleep has to cheat somehow, so. I see. So Asher would win a clean fight, but sleep might play dirty. Yep, yep absolutely all right hell yeah dude all right well let's get into the show then we got gars grinder here first and i gotta write down the segment start time and josh will make a show that the segment start time is 8:03 p.m appreciate you josh go ahead and do the punchline for you but gars grinder uh gars grinder this week guy i was high on in the offseason whereas everyone else seemed to be fading him we had josh jacobs of the las vegas raiders 28 carries 144 yards and two tuds with five receptions on six targets for another 31 yards so that's at least carry the four, do the math. That's like, what, almost 30 fantasy points in standard scoring and then 30, 34-ish uh, in PPR. 
So Josh Jacobs, a guy I was high on. Um, glad to see. I mean, he, he. I'm not saying he's going to put up points like that every week, but at least for this last year of his contract, who knows what happens to him next year. But it seems like Josh McDaniels isn't afraid to run him into the ground and then throw him out, which, I mean, not great for Josh Jacobs, the human probably, and for you know his earning potential, but great for a fantasy perspective if you want uh, Josh Jacobs to do good things this year. So Gar's grinder this week is Josh Jacobs. Yeah, he basically doubled his uh, point total on the year with that one game. So good for him. 28 attempts is a lot. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, good good on him. Uh, rant and rave, I see that you have a few down. I will say that, um, yes, it was a very ugly win for the hometown faves, but a win is a win. Um, and, you know, some people might say, oh, the Packers shouldn't have been that close to Bailey Zappi and the Patriots. But we all know that Bailey Zappi is just the younger clone of Tom Brady. So it's it's not uh, – I'm just saying it's it's Super Bowl or bust for Green Bay right now. Super Bowl or bust, huh? That 3-1? and one, four weeks Romeo in. Dobbs is the second coming of Calvin Johnson and Jerry Rice's love child. Um, <laughs> it's It's – yeah, it's all the stars are lining. All right. And then so, Josh, we, I mean, I don't want to call it a dust up. That seems dramatic. But like after the Vikings game, you came out and you're like, oh, I'm surprised it was that close. And then so I hit you back with it during the the Packers game and you seemed like you didn't like it so much. What was that about, huh? We got a double standard going here. I didn't watch any of the Vikings game um, because I was in church and then went out to eat with my family. Oh, sure. Blame Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, so I didn't watch, didn't watch most of that. Um, but I was surprised it was that close. I, I thought that the Vikings were going to run away with it, but, um, but the reason that there was a little bit of a scuff up was because of the quotes you used in a mocking fashion to hurt my feelings about my team. I mean, oh, but I mean, you said you mean you said you're just there sharing your thoughts. But like, what is, what is the obvious logical way of interpreting your thoughts? Oh, I'm surprised it was that close. Like you just said, the Vikings should have blown them out. So because the Vikings didn't blow them out, the Vikings are bad. And I just pretty much I just said the same thing. Of course, mocking you, but you said yeah. the Vikings were bad in your first statement. That's just if if I had a line of glasses and they represented my feelings, you just took them all and threw them on the ground. <laughs> Sorry to hear that, Josh. Way she goes. But yeah, no, both the both the Packers game and the Vikings game were pretty ugly close games, games that shouldn't have been that close. But hey, both our teams got dubs, baby. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. You just got to clean it up and string those together. Um, other rant and raves, JT. My man, Jonathan Taylor, absolutely killing me. Deflate these balls. My team is dead. Um, in a league that no one here really knows about, it's called... Um, too many Jonathan's, one girly. It's my Yahoo league. It's not really a dynasty league. It's like a keeper league. But I, I tanked last year to get the first overall pick because that one has a linear draft. So I would have got the first round pick every round. Took JT first overall, of course. Dude is just absolutely murdering me. I'm all four in that league. Um, I took him in the Champions Branch Out League, second overall. Uh, yeah, JT is absolutely depressing me. What, what's going on? Will he turn it around, Josh? No, sorry. Okay. obvious answer is no all right because if you turned it around he'd be running the wrong way um but uh yeah i don't know it's it's weird i mean that offensive line apparently stinks like if you listen to pat he's given up on that offensive line um and so it's um it'll be interesting to see what happens obviously so there's a little bit of discussion in the vs uh group me chat about um 
why he's struggling with a better quarterback. And I, I honestly think it's because everybody knows the ball is going to JT, but at least when Carson was there, there's the option option. So, cause Carson can run even with two sprained ankles. Um, and Matt Ryan has absolutely zero chance of keeping it himself on an option. So it, it's really just, all right, we'll send nine guys after uh, Jonathan Taylor and cover the wide receivers with, you know, two safeties. Makes sense. All right, last rant and rave out of me. It's a rave. Fucking Geno Smith, baby. That was the quarterback I wanted. I know last Saturday we were talking, or maybe it was last Tuesday, we were picking up QBs. Um, I picked up Geno Smith in the you know in the Hidden Oaks League, and he got me 34.9 fantasy points. Couldn't pick him up in the guillotine league that we were talking about on the show because fucking Nikita had him stashed on her bench. So that was the QB I wanted. Settled for Cooper Rush, still got me 20 points. But Geno Smith against that Detroit defense that is absolutely last in the league lights it up 35 fantasy points in our league it's probably a little less for the other leagues that don't do the 20 yards per point like we do but holy cow geno smith dude west virginia go wild he's a dog yeah um al al pointed out how good geno smith was doing when he had his third touchdown of the first half or whatever by saying geno smith taking down the one seat of josh would be all time in the victoria secret league yep um so that was that was kind of depressing um because I was watching the Bills game at that time, and I literally, literally don't know what the Bills receivers were doing in that first half. It's it's as if they were playing patty cake with the ball itself and letting it hit the ground. So, um, yeah, it 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 was good for him. I mean, obviously he's better than Russell Wilson, uh, so it's a good thing they got rid of Russell Wilson. Obviously, um, I mean the Broncos are trash. Let's just, I mean, they may get some wins here and there, but without Javante, who had been doing well, uh, Russell Wilson hasn't shown that he can do anything until garbage time and and then somehow locks his way into a couple wins. Everybody in that division's two and two. Russell has his own sandwich, I guess. I mean, the Raiders Raiders are one and three because they were 0 and three going into that game. Yeah, well, it should be worth two wins. Um, (laughs) Did you hear about Russ's sandwich, the the Danger Witch? I is that what it is? Is the, the Dominator something at Subway, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's literally just all of the meats piled onto a piece of bread. It sounds like, which you know, it sounds I mean, dangerous. At Subway, but, it's not even legally bread, but yeah, yeah. It's, honestly, if if you were to have a sandwich that describes Russell Wilson's kind of personality, wouldn't it just be two slices of Wonder Bread and unsalted butter? I think it'd be the meatball sub with ranch on it, the Bradley special. In a blender. I mean, <laughs> exactly. I don't know why, but ever since he's left uh, Seattle, I don't like him. I don't know why. I mean, he was, he's, he's he, the I mean, Pete he, Carroll. The guy he is right now, he's kind of the same prickish guy that he was in kind of his last couple of years at Seattle with like the Mr. Unlimited and this and that. Yeah, Russell Wilson is certainly, he's like the John Cena, the, I mean, this won't be a good reference for you, but he's like the John Cena, the Roman Reigns, so like keeps getting pushed by management as the baby face, but the crowd just fucking hates him, so he gets booed even though he's trying to be a good guy. So what Russell Wilson needs to do is he just needs to go full heel like a T.O. and just embrace it and start, you know, swearing at people in the crowd and this and that. Like a heel Russell Wilson would be amazing but yeah right now he's gonna keep getting bad press because he's like a fucking cornball dude it's getting gross yeah he's a goober like (laughs) that's just the only way to describe him he's a full Um, goober yeah yeah all right anyways we gotta we gotta keep moving here yeah we gotta keep moving here let's get into the weekly recap grain of salt josh um i'll go first because i think i let you go first a couple weeks here um i went five and three in the um eight leagues i'm counting 
Al, go tuck yourself in. Oh, actually, hold on, Al. Pat, I'd like to solve the puzzle. Go tuck yourself in. You got it. Thanks, hey Jack. Uh, but yeah, I went five and three in the leagues I'm counting last week, so I'm a total of sixteen and sixteen heads up in um, in those leagues um, this year. So exactly five hundred. Though that five hundred number is a little inflated, though it's not exactly as it appears when you go down to the intellectual property of Joshua Allen Bunker Incorporated. If I were to play against each team um, every week in the league, I would be one hundred seventy-five and two hundred six. I only have two teams above five hundred, and only one of the team two teams above five hundred is like convincingly good. So, yeah, my fantasy season's going to stink. Luckily, I pulled out, as uh, people in the Discord saw, I pulled out a, a win in Eason's um, spread pick and pool. So I was able to pull in. I netted $186 there. So 166 on the year because I, you know, I played a couple other times. But, um, you know, looking at fantasy right now, I'm going to lose 372 So to get 166 back, that's um, we'll take it. And then I'm just not going to play Easton's pick and pool again. I'm going to take my money and run. So it's not going to be a good fantasy season, Josh, but I was able to soften the blow through my superior mental intellect, getting 13 out of 16 games against the spread right last week. Um, so I'm wow. feeling pretty good. That's my game, my grain of salt. So don't listen to my fantasy advice, but if I have something to say about a game, um, at least in relation to the spread, you can listen to me. But Josh, um, you know... How did you do in fantasy last week? I did fairly solid. Um, and since Al called me out last week about not counting all my leagues, you know, I decided that, you know, winning's all right. It's kind of fun. I, and so in the uh, Deflate These Balls League, I, I, I shifted that entire um, row up to the counting option. So um, with that in my count now, I went a 6-0 and o in, in leagues that I count. So... Solid, solid week. Thank you. We're all Thank proud you. of you, Josh. Me and all, um, me and all the children. That is exactly what Asher's class sounded like when I told them to. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, 6-0, and obviously. Um, I had two games come down to that uh, Debo Samuel on Monday night. Uh, one of them I think you're familiar with. The other one was against Walters in a league. Um, and I had to ask everybody if it was legal to win two games in a row because over the last two seasons, uh, I had only won two games total. Um, and so it's, uh, it's, it's been fun. Um, the only four and O team in the hidden Oaks redraft, as well as Victoria's secret league. Now that I said that I'm going to go four and, uh, 10 for the remainder of the season, but it's whatever I can brag while I am here. Um, on the season, I'm 18 and six. That's a 75% of win percentage in all of the leagues. Um, I, and then in the Joshua Allen bunker incorporated, I am 131 and 89 for 59 and a half point 59 and a half percent win rate that's pretty good josh so people should be listening to you when it comes to fantasy advice and absolutely fading everything i have to say is that what i'm hearing yep. yeah yeah maybe and then but i'm an every other year kind of guy i'm a yo-yo okay See, I, a yo-yo. you know i looked and this start isn't even the best start i had two years ago i had three leagues where i was like six and oh at one point and only had three losses through five weeks um in 2020 are you and a fellow 2018, yo-yo? i am because in 2018 i won the championship in hidden oaks all right, we're a couple of yo-yos. Good thing we offset each other, though, because we, if we had, you know, if our down years were at the same time, people just wouldn't listen to the pod that year. But as long as one of us is doing good, then we're, we're solid. The show has credibility. Yeah. yeah. You mean person wouldn't listen to show. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. Well, that's the grain of salt, Joshua. We'll very quickly blow through the FanDuel top three. Top three in fantasy points for FanDuel. Hawkinson, obviously, everyone knew that they had 18 receivers out. Hawkinson was going to get the ball against that off defense. 
Yeah. I mean, I played him too, but no, it was a good call. Uh, 35.9 points. Jared Goff throwing it to him, 35 or 34.22. And then Josh Jacobs, I was just talking about earlier, 32 points um, in the FanDuel, which is half point PPR. Top three values was Hawkinson at 6.6. Mo Alley-Cox, tight end of the, the Colts, 5.3 times value. And then Josh Jacobs, 4.9 times value. So love to see Hawkinson and Jacobs being great fantasy performers and great values. Top three weekly totals, Shipman, Carter Shipman, 1999. He won the league, or he won the week i guess with 165.34 points mihoff jack mihoff um 143.88 and then nikita mitchell shout out 140.72 and then on the leaderboard levi elke still in the top 497.66 panic man walters um you know stays in second or stays in the top three with 471.96 and then garbanzo best bean um, my buddy glenn he is at 459.4 in third place josh um not seeing you anywhere in the top three had that great hawkinson advice and yet um I don't see you up here. What's the deal? Well, top three weekly totals. I was I had like one thirty seven, so oh, I was right so behind. Not, so not top one. three. Just to clarify. Not, well, you know, shipment sheets. Um, he's a fa- he's a Packers fan. He's dating my cousin. He um, he lives up here. His name's Carter. Like I said, he's a Packers fan. He had he had Romeo Dubs in his lineup. Where, where, why didn't you have Dubs in yours? I think I did. Do you have Alan Lazard? I don't want to take the uh, – no, I did not have Alan Lazard. I don't want to take the time to look at that because we are on kind of a schedule here, and we have a very important PSA coming up that I think we need to focus on. All right, let's move on, Josh. As you alluded to, we've got a medical minute. I understand that people might be sick of hearing um, about Tua by now, but I reached out to a real-life doctor. Uh, it gives our show credibility. All the fantasy stuff I ingest, so whether that's from the you know the Power Trip very loosely or Pat or you know some of the other outlet fantasy football outlets on Reddit or this or that, I didn't see any real doctors talk about it. I know some doctors did. I didn't see that content. So for other fans that listen to us, maybe they didn't actually hear real doctors talk about this shit. Dr. Jamie Hammer. Her grain of salt is, hey, I got a fucking MD, all right? That's all That's the, all the grain of salt she needs. She's got credibility. So without further ado here, I will just go ahead and let Jamie take it away. A bit of a longer one for a medical minute, but I think all the information is useful. So let's hear what Jamie has to say about the TUA situation and second impact syndrome. Jamie, take it away. Hey, guys. Dr. Jamie Hammer here to talk about TUA Tagovailoa by request. Um, I know that we did concussion and chronic traumatic encephalopathy last year, but I tell you what, this situation uh, brings to light second impact syndrome and how important it can be to give proper recovery in between injuries. So let's talk about Tua. In week three, when he fell and hit his head and then got up, you saw this poor guy shake his head, try to shake off the injury, and then fall over needing to get caught by a couple of teammates. The independent sideline neurotraumatic neurotrauma consultant actually ended up getting fired for his evaluation of this patient. Um, It was stated that they followed protocol and didn't go against the NFL requirements, which say that a patient can't return to the game if the doctor and the neurotrauma consultant feel that the injury is neurotrauma related. Um, And they evaluated that this was not neurotrauma related and chalked it more up to a ankle and neck injury. However, they have now changed that wording throughout the course of this investigation to include now if there's any signs of gross motor impairment, you also can't play, which I think is a really good change because if you're trying to come up with how something came about on the sidelines of a game in between the half and you're letting him go back to the second half, I don't know how you're supposed to come up with 
the actual cause of this injury. Whereas if you just say this person has gross motor impairment, that's it. It takes the whole gray zone out of it and you don't have to make a judgment call on the sidelines. And so I think that this is a really, really important change. And this was sort of initiated by the chief medical officer, Dr. Sills, who advises for the NFL. You know, the interesting thing is that after Tua went back to the game on Sunday, um, he had a really great game, but then he went again against the Bengals on Thursday, not too long after. And after a sack, he immediately had that um, fencing response, and that is a scary thing to see. Like, it almost looks faked because it it looks so painful to... um, see the way that his hand sort of contorted up and then he had to go into the hospital obviously for more formal evaluation and it sounds like he's now out of the hospital which is fantastic because here's the deal the big worry about this injury isn't that the person experienced two concussions it's that they happened so closely together that the brain didn't have time to recover in between so first off I think there was a missed call on the 25th game um, where he probably did experience a neurological injury probably a concussion but then he wasn't given full time to recover so the brain is super vulnerable to a second injury and we actually call this second impact syndrome so that again when he was hit on thursday the brain had a much lower threshold to be able to recover there are actually a couple of studies out there um, where animal testing was done to show how an injured animal responds to a concussion and if you do not give a person or an animal a full enough time to recover after a concussion the same amount of impact can cause not just a concussion but like a permanent and sometimes fatal severe traumatic brain injury and so that's kind of what happened to Tua it didn't look like that much force when he was sacked by Josh Tupoa but he hadn't had time to recover from his 25th injury. And so this actually ended up playing out like a traumatic brain injury, which like I said, can be permanent, severe, and even fatal. You're probably wondering how long a person needs to recover after a concussion. Human models are currently showing that it takes about 22 to 30 days or about four weeks, the same length as injured reserve, um, to recover from a first concussion. If you don't let time to recover and you get another concussion within 10 days, it can actually take up to 90 days or 120 days to recover. So going from three to four weeks up to three to four months to recover um, and avoid that second impact syndrome if you've already gotten a second concussion. Uh, Obviously, the more concussions and the closer succession together, the more likely that a person's going to get chronic traumatic encephalopathy. And one of the most interesting things I read while doing my um, research for this week's podcast was I was reading an interview with Rodney Harrison, who's an expatriates player who is experiencing chronic traumatic encephalopathy. And Mr. Harrison was really saying to players that are uh, cheating the concussion protocol that it's just not worth it. He was citing depression and chronic traumatic encephalopathy and troubles communicating and connecting in relationships and losing um, spouses and things as all reasons that it's not worth it and trying to encourage players to be honest with their coach and honest with their team doctor so that they can avoid second impact syndrome. I think this was totally worth revisiting. Thanks for the shout out, Gar. Um, If you guys have any other questions, hit me up. I appreciate it. This is Dr. Hammer signing off.
Well, there you go, Josh. Uh, second impact syndrome. You know, I know you and I on Saturday were very like, let's not, we're not doctors, let's not make the call. Dr. Jamie Hammer's like, yeah, dude probably had a concussion on Sunday, has another probable concussion on Thursday. Second impact syndrome could be permanently debilitating or fatal. Tua could, in theory, could have died on the field. Um, pretty gross stuff. And I know, like, you didn't maybe seem to remember it, but I know, like, in the Medical Minute channel, which I brought back on the Discord so people can hit up Dr. Jamie for some other stuff, but you had talked about second impact syndrome being, like, the stuff of nightmares before. Um, do you have anything else to talk about second impact syndrome, or do you, you know, I guess, um, what do you feel about all that? I mean, it's hard to hard to say doctor's wrong. And, and no, I'm just kidding. Uh, she's... I mean, as far as kind of what she said, yeah, obviously that the span is the span between injuries was way too short. Um, I mean, you can look and say, I mean, concussions affect everybody differently. Um, and Jamie, you can go ahead and uh, discredit me if you need to. But uh, from what my understanding is, is there's really no limit on the number of concussions a person can have if they heal in between them. It's it's a bruise essentially of the brain, but it's everybody reacts to it differently. So one concussion for one person might be like equivalent to the long term or the the kind of the side effects of seven for a different person not that you know you know you probably want to change your lifestyle if you have seven concussions but um there are people that you know get concussed pretty easily um and then there's guys like aj hawk who run into the wall with their head and never get concussed um and so it's it's crazy. I do think that there needs to be a little bit more kind of strict uh, guidelines in place. Um, having watched Devonta Adams get his brains rattled around uh, for years in Green Bay, um, that's always kind of scary to see somebody just go limp. The fencing response is much worse, though. I saw the Tua replay um, a, a handful of times for some reason, um, and that was a handful too many. Um, I'm trying to remember who it was because last year somebody had the exact same response, and it was after a similar situation where he should not have been playing. Um, but I don't uh, recall. It, yeah, I don't recall either. But yeah, the brain is one of those things that you probably need to survive. Um, I'm not a doctor though, so don't don't quote me on that. Um, and so yeah, you'd think you know the competitive spirits there, but I mean, do you want to? compete for another 30 minutes of the game or do you want to compete for the next you know oh i don't know 60 years of your life 70 years of your life so right yeah it's it's, yeah definitely that short-term versus long-term thinking um and i know i know jamie talked to she had like two different medical minutes last year one was on concussions one was on cte and of course not every nfl player that had concussions has cte but obviously it's affecting some of them so i think you're right about concussions will hit people differently but people are probably sick of hearing about it we appreciate those who have sat through that because i thought it was really important to get an actual doctor to talk about it and that's a very unique privilege we have as a shitty little podcast that has like 10 to 15 listeners but um thank you so much worldwide yeah, we, we're international. Um, you know, shout out Latvia, shout out to Australia. But uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And then if you want me to post the other medical minutes, or I mean, they're, they're in podcasts from last year. I think I can just put them in the Discord. I wish there was like a little Discord MP3 player so I don't have to put the file that you have to download and then play. I wish you could just you could just have like a little audio app in, within Discord. Maybe I could look into that. But anyways, we'll move on here, Josh, because we're definitely well, going to be... Oh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I do have some. I do have the transcript that they uh, had on sa- Sunday for Tua. Um, in the medical tent, the, um, I don't know what the official name is, the neurological doctor on the sidelines. Trauma consultant, yeah. Yeah, the trauma consultant. Um, and so it's, it is a very easy test to pass because, um, he had asked to, how many three fingers am I holding up? Um, and so, uh, it it was (laughs) one of those things that, 
so you know they you know independent independent doctors they want to see them play as well um and apparently the team doctors hold them out more frequently than the independent doctors did so I guess maybe that's something the NFL should look into. Yeah. All right. But like I said, we're going to be running late here no matter what. We'll be over the 30 minutes, but I thought it was very worth it to get that medical minute in there. Josh, let's move into the hoodlines. Definitely a contrast in uh, in tone here, kind of a more downtone of the two. But we're going to move into the hoodlines here, and I got the hoodlines this week, so don't be afraid, Josh. But um, if you want to give me a lead in like you did last week, you would set up the hoodlines and who sponsors it and this and that, and I'll play the music, and we'll be right back into the regular show. Welcome to Hood Pod, home of the Hood Lines, brought to you by Skybusters. Can I take your order? Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Good Burger. Home of the I, Good Burger. I was you waiting. set me up, yeah. Alright, anyways, fuck it. Music. Tonight, sibling controversy as one brother would much rather be lucky than good, using his extra straight cash savings of almost 200 fewer points against to buy out his brother's time machine. After that, a depressed father of three keeps running the table of failure. A league-high 12 transactions has only gotten him to 12th place. In other news, the blood-curdling scream heard round the world allegedly originated, originated from a Duluth stay-at-home dad. This meatloaf-fueled giant couldn't even beat up an accountant. And in our main story tonight, our own Mrs. Mitchell, who has never been known for being the biggest anything, continues standing tall over the whole league. Is it platform shoes, a booster seat, or did she finally hit that growth spurt 20 years later? All that and more, right now. Thanks, Skybusters, for the hoodlines. Nikita also won the side bet, so I guess she's just supreme. Yeah. Yeah. What's I see the, the notes she writes me in the mirror. And what would she say? Suck. <laughs> she's just she belittles you. She emasculates you every day. Yeah. And I have to point out well, I'm you know, only one game back, kinda. I mean you and Nikita right now, you would be the power cup of the league. There's no question about that. Yeah. I'll take it. Uh, but shout out. I mean, uh, Nikita's on top. When you used to do like a quarter, quarterly report, obviously we're not going to go through that right now. But very quickly, Nikita's in first place. Derek's in second. Josh, you're in third. Hammer's in five and fifth. And then um, Eric is in f- or Hammer's in fourth. Eric is in fifth. And then last place, we have Willie. And then second to last, we have Jesse. Third to last, Jeremy. Tough, dude. It's a tough life out there, but um, let's see how things go for the rest of the season. A lot, a lot of football yet to play. I'm happily in the middle at ninth at four and four with the bonus wins and losses. So, good luck, everyone. Those were the headlines. Very brief tonight. Josh, moving on again briefly to the worthy waivers. Um, obviously, Javante Williams tragically goes down with a ACL tear. Um, I don't remember exactly what happened to Corderell. I don't think it was as severe as an ACL tear. I think he has a chance to come back this year, but I could be totally wrong on that. But going first to the Javante, you know, Denver situation, Denver's looked real bad. But assuming you wanted to pick up a running back from that team, Melvin Gordon's probably owned in all your leagues or most of them. Are you feeling Mike Boone or are you feeling Latavius Murray, a.k.a. the Tay Train? As somebody who had Boone in the uh, 2000, what was it, 19 season where he took over week 16 for an injured Delvin Cook um, and Madison, I had him in my starting lineup only for him to score me a solid two points, and I lost by, you know, a little bit. 
I'd I'd go ahead and say Boone can just put them in the ocean, just toss them in the ocean, <laughs> pick up Tay Train or their fullback. I don't care. Um, but no, I'd I'd go with Tay. Uh, he looked a lot better. He looked pretty good in um, New Orleans when he played. Obviously, and the New Orleans wanted to sign him as well, so that might give you a little bit of insight on what uh, they're thinking Kamara's injury is like. Um, but he decided to go to um, Denver just because. I mean, obviously the situation is gonna. Um, allow him to play more especially if melvin gordon keeps on eating butter yeah i i think tate personally i probably should be giving other people fantasy advice but i mean it's tuesday night no one's really going to listen to this before the waivers run tomorrow i like tate train the best tate train certainly could bomb out and sit behind melvin and boone but i think tate train has a chance he's more of that bruising type of he is an older back i think he's like 29 or 30 but i think tate train has a good chance to at least have a solid fantasy floor this season if he can you know pick up that offense so i like tate train what about al uh, you know tyler algier or something called caleb huntley uh down in atlanta they've been running the rock really well this year Mariota hasn't been the best, but they haven't needed him. That own line is rocking. Um, thanks to in the, you know, I learned that thanks to in the trenches with AQ Shipley. Do you like Tyler Algier, Tyler Algier, or Caleb Huntley? Um, I'm I'm kicking myself because I was gonna pick up Caleb Huntley last week before he uh, before uh, Patterson went out, um, and I didn't. And now he's gonna be a waiver wire add in in a few leagues because. Um, he's a, I mean, he's a big bruising back. It looks like, um, and they do run the Brock a lot. Algiers, you know, he's probably going to get the majority of it, but Huntley did, did fine on his own. He got a touchdown last week. So, um, if, if Algiers, Algier might be taken in your leagues, um, I would go, I mean, Caleb Huntley is definitely worth a dart toss because you never know what's going to happen to Algier. All right, and then thinking of quarterbacks, I mean, we can't know for sure what's going to happen, but Gino has looked really good, but Gino's playing the New Orleans defense this week, I believe, so they've been a little bit tougher. And then, you know, Teddy B is playing for Tua. That, you know, that Dolphins offense looks pretty good. Zach Wilson's back. They just upset the Steelers. Um, any streaming QB? Are you streaming QBs in any leagues? And if so, who are you looking at? Um, well, I'm technically streaming uh, QBs in the Butt, Sweat, and Beers League because... Uh... Cooper Rush, what do you mean? Rush. Well, yeah, I mean, Cooper Rush is the only Dallas Cowboys to ever start his career 4-0 for them, so, or, or Shut, win four straight out. starts. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I'd go with Kenny Pickett just because he obviously runs the ball. Sorry, Najee. Um, but, uh, you know, he hasn't thrown an incompletion yet in his career, so that's pretty impressive. Um even though three of those passes were technically intercepted, uh, they were not incomplete. <laughs> None of his passes um, hit the ground. Yeah, thirteen for thirteen on air. You know, balls that got caught. Yeah, exactly. So I, I mean, I would, I would go with Kenny Pickett, the shiny new toy in Pittsburgh. So they might let it air out to the guy who's always open, George Pickens. All right, we'll see. Um, those were the worthy waivers, Josh. Do you have any of your own before we keep uh, trucking here? Uh, not that I can think of. Um, you know, obviously. If you're in a league with me, don't take the guys I want. Um, if I'm in a league with you, let me get my guys. Yeah, I think, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I think, in, so we're both in the, I mean, you already got eliminated in Brad's guillotine, but I think in both guillotine leagues, like, I'm not, I don't think I'm putting high bids on anyone this week. Like, I think the bidding pool out there is pretty depressing, and that sucks for me because I'm about to get chopped. I just had a near-death experience in the JWOW one, so I don't know what I'm going to do there. Hopefully, I can just play the right players and survive a couple more weeks, but I don't know that I'm going to yeah. be bidding much okay. on the, in the guillotines this week. Yeah, if Amon Ra doesn't play this week, it's very, very likely chance. I'll just sharpen the blade myself. Okay. 
we'll move on here to the outro just very briefly before the obituaries um don't forget that we have the discord and we have the you know you can leave us voicemails not that anyone does anymore i should probably i'm, I'm just gonna delete it from the notes right now honestly because we get a lot of you know we get plenty of participation from the discord and we do appreciate it i'm not gonna sit here and be greedy and tell people they're bad fans if they don't leave us voicemails as well so that's not fair um we would love to get your takes though we always love the chats i try and engage people with the at gridiron gossip gang tag but um you know we always uh, we always appreciate people who chime in on the conversation we'll be back saturday morning at 8 a.m um so we get ready for that show the week five preview and uh packers will be playing in london next sunday but we'll talk about that next saturday josh let's go ahead and we'll hop into the obituaries here and uh let me just get ready to play the sad song and then once it starts playing uh the floor is all yours man thanks everyone for listening josh the obituaries r.i.p in peace jordan Naji by nature, Walmau, 9522 to 10322. Jordan had been deceived into his demise by those that left head before him. Brennan, Foster, Glick, the handsome factor of the deceased was all too evident, leading Jordan to believe it was his time. While those that preceded him in death were handsome, if that were the order in which the guillotine claimed lives, he would have been the first to go as the most handsomest. Instead, he becomes the latest handsome head to adorn the spikes outside Church's nerd castle. If it's any solace to Jordan, the time, the 28 days he spent awaiting the guillotine to fall was longer than the following, the Battle of Gettysburg. Apollo 11's trip to the moon and back, Antonio Brown's career in New England, and Mitch Trubisky as the Steelers starter. RIP in peace. Jordan Walmart. R.I.P. in peace. Marissa Marigold made up middle name Matson. 9522-10322. Having witnessed the massacre of her significant other a fortnight prior, Marissa parts this earth with her head held high. Higher than her total points this week at least. She leaves behind 14 brave souls and joins three others in the afterlife. Like many before her, she looks at the decisions made that led to this fate and grimace. Whether it's in pain for starting Richie James over Tyler Algier, or in preparation for the blade to sever her head from body, we will never know. Marissa's players have been set free from her controller. Some will be gathered by remaining folk willing to foster the strays, while others wait for more to join the abyss we label the waiver wire.
You're a fucking nerd. nerd. You're a fucking nerd. And nerd. no one likes you. Point no one likes you.